Hello, everybody. Welcome back to today's episode of the Chicago Sports Insider Podcast. Sorry I could not make it yesterday. Uh, Something came up around the time I usually record, so I wasn't really able to get an episode out uh, until pretty late at night, and then by that point, there was just no point of trying to. So uh, I'm back today. Usually wouldn't record on a Sunday, but I am uh, I'm here now. Bears have some breaking news today. They have hired Richard Hightower to become the team's next special teams coordinator. Uh, Hightower is now back with the Bears. He served a stint uh, in 2016 when uh, John Fox was the head coach. Um, so he has 15 years of NFL coaching experience. Um, the last five seasons, he's been the 49ers special teams coordinator. And under his guidance, they've done very well. Uh, they have a very high field goal percentage. Uh, Robbie Gold's been a very good, consistent kicker there. So uh, he's done a very good job with them. Uh, but like I said, former Bears coach uh, was with the team when uh, John Fox was here as an assistant special teams coach. Started his career with the Texans uh, in 2006 as a special teams assistant. Then 2008, um, he became the receivers coach at the University of Minnesota before he returned to the NFL with Washington to become the team's assistant assistant special teams coach uh, from 2010 to 2013 and was an assistant defensive backs coach uh, in 2012-2013 with Washington. Then he was hired by the Browns as an offensive quality control coach in 2014 and then he worked with the, uh, the 49ers as an assistant special teams coach before he joined the Bears and then went back to the 49ers. So uh, very, very nice signing for the Bears. They have now figured out all three of their coordinator positions. Uh, so the Bears coaching staff appears to be set in stone here. They are apparently uh, ready here to uh, to start the season under these coaches. Uh, but now what I want to talk about is the Bears mock draft and what we could expect from the Bears going into the draft and some prospects they could potentially grab um, with their second round pick and uh, and their and uh, and on. So uh, I want to go over some uh, some players we could potentially see picked here. Or my my mock draft, the mock draft mock draft I have done and I have looked at. So uh, the first player uh, I think the Bears could select with the 39th pick. They do not have a first rounder, so uh, they would only be uh, their best pick is the second round pick, and they would select Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. Um, and there's this is a sort of a unrealistic pick, I'd say. I don't really think it's as realistic as it is it could be because uh, he is a very good receiver. I wouldn't be shocked to see him go late in the first round at all. Uh, he had 91 receptions this season, uh, 1,000 yards, 12 touchdowns averaging 13 yards per catch uh he's a great route runner uh he also has great hands as well so he you know he'd be a great option for justin fields he he creates great separation uh there's a reason he was used so much at penn state because he's a very good receiver set multiple records as well there so um would be a great uh, very nice grab for the bears their next pick would be the 71st pick um, with that pick i have them selecting tyler smith a tackle out of tulsa uh, he's a very big very big guy six foot six uh 330 pounds i uh, was a former freshman all-american as well so um he did play the left tackle position i wouldn't be shocked to see him potentially move to right tackle if the bears do see him as a uh, as a starter potentially but uh, would not be a bad option at all. Definitely would fill out a uh, position of need there. The next player they would select would be John Ridgeway out of Arkansas, a defensive tackle. Uh, he didn't really play a lot. When he did play, he didn't really do a whole lot on the stat sheet. Only had two sacks. Uh, was a former Illinois State player, transferred to Arkansas this season. And uh, no, didn't really play a whole lot, but... Um, 
wouldn't be a bad option at all. He has a lot of potential, very raw prospect. Uh, he's very tall. He has a lot, he has, you know, a good frame. He's able to bat down balls at the line. Uh, then he's also great at shedding blocks as well. So um, I think he'd be a great option on the defensive line for a uh, you know, potential Akeem Hicks replacement. Uh, then the next pick that the Bears would have would not be until the fifth round. They do not have a fourth round pick. Uh, so that fifth round pick would end up being a, uh, a pretty late one. But they would select uh, Josh Job with the 146th pick. Uh, Job, big body receiver. He's a very good press coverage, uh, very good press coverage cornerback. Uh, he's a very good tackler as well. He's not afraid to uh, to throw his body around at all. Great athlete. Had two two interceptions this season as well as four pass breakups. So. Um, no, he's not afraid to go after the football at all. Uh, it's a very good tackler. I think he'd be a very nice option for the Bears as a uh, as a rece- as a uh, cornerback option. Then we go uh, to the sixth round where the Bears would have the 185th pick. And with that pick, I have them selecting wide receiver Trey Turner out of Virginia Tech. Uh, Turner this season had 40, 40 receptions, 675 yards, and three touchdowns. Great acceleration. Uh, very good at creating separation on uh, from corner. Uh, he has very good hands as well. Uh, he's also great with you know, make, getting yards after catch. Um, you know, he's able to work with the football very well. Uh, so he'd be a great option for the Bears. Um, no, not huge, but uh, could also be a great, you no, know, uh, no, sort of an Al Robinson replacement. He's always able to make those big, he's able to make those nice catches. He's able to make those contest, some uh, contested catches. Uh, and then after that, he's able to, you no, know, use his, use his speed and, you no, know, create, create uh, some other, some other chances for himself. So uh, he'd also be a great option for the Bears uh, in the draft, but that would be their final pick. Um, so, no, just an op- just some options here for the Bears. Uh, I think these guys would all be great options for them. Fill in positions of need, definitely. So uh, that's the uh, the mock draft I have for the Bears right now. Now let's turn to the Bulls, who will be taking on the 76ers today at 2 o'clock uh, in Chicago. Bulls coming into this one 33-19. Sixers coming into this one 31-21. They have been one of the hotter teams in basketball. They have cooled off a little bit, have lost two straight, now sit in fifth place in the Eastern Conference right now, coming off of a loss on Friday to the Mavericks, uh, and then a loss on Wednesday to the Wizards. So, uh, Sixers, very talented team. Obviously, Joel Embiid down low has been playing an MVP rate this season. Uh, he's been he's been dominant. He's no one's really been able to stop him. He's averaging twenty nine points a game. Then you got some other guys got to worry about. One guy being uh, guard Tyrese Maxey, uh, the second year kid uh, out of Kentucky. He's also having a pretty nice season, sixteen points per game. Uh, so he's another guy you got to worry about. But uh, the no, the thing the Bulls are going to struggle with, obviously, is going to be guarding Joel Embiid down low. Uh, Vucevic has been playing a little bit better recently, but no, still, no one's been able to stop him. I mean, there's been absolutely nobody who's been able to stop him. So it's going to be a very offensive-minded game. I feel like if the Bulls are able to uh, you know, to come out and, and you know, play strong offense for no, most, most of this game, they're going to be in a really good position to, uh, you know, to win this game. Zach Levine is still listed as questionable. He missed the game against the Pacers uh, due to those back injuries. So he is still listed as questionable for for, uh, this game. I was expecting him to play against the Pacers, and he didn't. So uh, I guess there's no real real saying what's going to potentially happen with him. Uh, But Bulls... No, hopefully you're going to get a win here. The Sixers have dominated them them this season. Bulls are 0-2 against them this year. So... um, 
Hopefully, look to get back on track against a uh, against the Sixers team who has been struggling a little bit recently. For a standings check, Bulls still tied with the Heat for first place. Heat twenty four and or uh, thirty four and twenty. Bulls thirty three and nineteen. They're currently tied for first place. Bucks are are a game back. They're thirty three and twenty one. Cavaliers thirty two and twenty one are in fourth. They're a game and a half back. Um, and the Nets have now dropped seven straight here. They are now 29 and 23 on the season. But there's a lot of grumblings on a uh, potential Ben Simmons trade to Brooklyn. So um, right now, Bulls just have to keep playing consistent basketball here. They just have to, you know, have to keep putting up good numbers. That's really it. Uh, now let's turn to the Blackhawks and their general manager search. Uh, the Hawks have interviewed uh, former Montreal Canadiens assistant general manager uh, Scott Mellenby. So Mellenby uh, had a pretty nice NHL career, 21 seasons, uh, suited up for 1,431 career games. Uh, but Mellenby has been the assistant general manager for uh, for Montreal from 2014 to 2021 when he was recently fired. Um, but uh, he also, he, I think he'd be a fine option. He has been with a lot of organizations. He spent three seasons with the Canucks as a consultant of hockey opera, of uh, hockey operations development uh, from 2007 to 2010, then two seasons as an assistant coach with the Blues from 2010 to 2012. He also has a connection to the University of Wisconsin as he uh, played two seasons there. Um, so a lot of connections to the Blackhawks organization, obviously uh, being the uh, former former right-hand man of a uh, of a certain Montreal Canadiens general manager who was recently fired. He used to work for the Blackhawks, um, but uh, I think he, you know, he has a lot of connections to the organization. Not a bad option at all. Next guy, uh, being Peter Shirelli, apparently he is a candidate for the Hawks job. He has not yet interviewed, but he is apparently a candidate. Uh, this one would not work for me. I don't think it would work for many people. I think Shirelli is more of a, uh, he's more of a meme in the hockey world for being such a bad general manager. He did win a, win a cup with Boston in 2011, but I think that was sort of in spite of him. It wasn't really because he did anything particularly great there. There's been a lot of horrible moves obviously the Tyler Sagan trade to uh to Dallas which did nothing for for Boston end up giving Dallas a uh star a uh star forward next one being they trade they uh signed Milan Lucic to a seven-year contract worth 42 million dollars when he was with uh Edmonton in the summer of 2016 and that deal backfired horribly I mean everyone who knows hockey knows physical forwards really have a tough fall off they fall off very quickly and that's exactly what happened to Lucic um and then you sort of you know obviously the Taylor Hall trade to, to uh New Jersey trading Jordan Eberle to the Islanders just nothing there's been so many moves that have backfired I think he'd probably be my least favorite option uh when it comes to a general manager then they are also apparently going to be um, interviewing the current interim general manager, Kyle Davidson, for the role full-time. Uh, I think Davidson's done a fine job. No, he hasn't really done a whole lot. Um, no, there hasn't really been. I think we'll really start seeing what he could do around the trade deadline when we start seeing a lot more moves made by the Hawks. I think that's when we'll really get to uh, to see what Kyle Davidson can do. Uh, and then they have also are set to interview uh, Eric Tolsky. Uh, for the uh, general manager job, he is the assistant general manager for the Carolina Hurricanes right now. So uh, I think either of those guys would be uh, would be fine options for the Hawks here. Hawks still off until Wednesday when they take on the Oilers. Um, they are currently in the middle of the All Star break right now. But that is going to do it for today's episode of the podcast. 
Thank you all for tuning in, and I will see you all tomorrow. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Chicago Talk Pod, where you can uh, get alerts on when our episodes have dropped. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in, and I'll see you all tomorrow.